The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside by my co-host, Jake From, Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, we're recording this episode a little bit early. It is Thanksgiving week, if you're listening to this while you're commuting to and fro on this awesome holiday, let Jake and I be one of the first to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. One of my favorite holidays of the year, Jake. We even got some Black Friday football coming up this year in the NFL. So we have wall-to-wall football action, family, food, friends, football, booze, prize picks, all of it, right here on Punt and Pass and Thanksgiving Week. How are you, brother? Dude, we got all of it. You hit all of it. I don't even know what else like you need me to do here. I mean, you're the one hitting it all, man. Uh, I'm just excited. It's Thanksgiving week. Yes. I love to eat. So that's always super fun. And we also play on yeah, Thanksgiving you do. Day. Uh, so that's going to be super fun. Down in Dallas, going to be a big game. Um, yeah, man. And then uh, get to maybe slip away for the weekend, get to see a little family. So um, yeah, man, we're excited about that. Excited to be here. Talk some ball. It's robbery week. Yes. It'll be some big games. It will be an awesome weekend. You said it. it is rivalry week. So we got tons of awesome games to preview later on in the episode. We appreciate you tuning in to Punt and Pass. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our awesome partners over at Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Prize picks simply the best daily fantasy game on the market. That's why they are the number one rated app in the Apple App Store. It's awesome. And again, when you download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up, use that promo code PUNT. You get a free $100 when you deposit $100. For Thanksgiving specifically, they have offered up a free square as well. Christian McCaffrey, total of one yard. Are you kidding me? That's free money right there. So get on into your prize picks app. Cook up something nice this Thanksgiving. Pick two to six players. 
predict that they will go more or less than their prize picks stat projection, and you can win 25x your money. Follow me on social media. I will be getting after it on Thanksgiving Day. You can tail if you want to. We can do this together. Thanksgiving is about community. It's about being grateful. It's about providing for one another. I want to do that for you this Thanksgiving. Consider that my holiday offering to the Punt and Pass audience. Prize Picks is the best they offer to us week in and week out. So download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. Free $100 when you deposit $100. All right, let's go three and out. First things first, college football playoff. The penultimate rankings let me next weekend but we're coming down to it no change at the top as expected number one georgia number two ohio state still number three michigan and here's where it starts to get interesting there has been a change at four and five number four undefeated washington husky slip in there florida state moves back to five they won their game last weekend but they lost their starting starting quarterback Jordan Travis, six, seven, eight, remain unchanged. Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. So I believe Washington has the number one strength of record. You and I talked about the eye test a couple of weeks ago. Jake, did you think this was coming when Jordan Travis went down? Did you think the committee would get in there and say, guys, I don't know if Florida State's one of the top four teams if they don't have their starting quarterback? Yeah, I uh, definitely felt something coming. Just we didn't know whether it would be this week or next week. You know, give them an opportunity to maybe uh, play a game, see how uh, their offense still flows. Are they still the same team? Uh, do they have the same leadership on the sideline? Still a lot of questions, uh, you know, and they can still go and make that case for themselves with these next two football games. Yeah. Um, but man, Washington, it's really hard to go against what they've done throughout the entire season. Yeah. Has it always necessarily been pretty, but no, but man, just their resiliency throughout the season, finding a way to win all these tough and close football games. Uh, it's really hard to beat, man. I think they're a great team. They have a great quarterback playing for them. They got dudes on the outside, uh, and they know how to put up points when they need to score. Yeah, I totally agree. Washington's finding a way. Oh, what a gritty victory for them in some terrible conditions last weekend in Corvallis. Oregon State, a top 15 football team. They went on the road. They took care of business. I was listening to a Barstool Sports podcast today, the Barstool Pick'em podcast, and one of the guys said, Washington kind of feels like TCU a year ago. Remember TCU yep. just flirting with danger week in and week out late in the year. And then, of course, they make it to the college football playoff and they upend Michigan and make it to the college football playoff national championship game. I thought that was a pretty interesting comparison because teams somehow just find a way to win. And when you have a physical defense like Washington does, but more importantly, an elite quarterback like Michael Penix Jr., uh, an awesome wide receiver in Roma Dunze, who I think is one of the best wide receivers in the nation. Like they're going to be in it late. And if you let them hang around long enough, they will find a way to win. So I'm sure they kind of took a sigh of relief getting into that four spot. Look, the Apple cup this weekend against Washington state, that's a different beast. We'll kind of run down all the rivalries happening this weekend and then jump into the five that we're going to pick. But would I be surprised if Washington state be Washington? No, of course not. It's rivalry week. Um, but Washington now maybe in a little bit of a look-ahead spot, Pac-12 championship game next week against Oregon. I cannot wait for that one. I mean, I've been yeah. saying that now for a couple of weeks. But Washington firmly at the number four position in the college football playoff ranking. So Florida State, the writing is on the wall now. 
Uh, Tate Rodemaker, we're going to cover this on Inside the Five, and we touch on the sunshine showdown of Florida State and Florida. But this is a guy who's gotten some game experience. He's from Valdosta. He's going to get his first start on the road in primetime in the swamp. Like, buddy, good luck. That's going to be an awesome game. So Florida State will get a little bit more of an inkling of what they're all about heading into the ACC championship game next week. And then Oregon, I don't think they care, Jake. They're going to play in the Pac-12 championship. Their opportunity will be there. And look, Texas is it. Texas is the chess piece. Texas and really Georgia as well. Because if Georgia beats Alabama, the committee has a huge weight lifted off their shoulder. Yeah, no doubt. And if Texas wins the Big 12 championship and some other things happen, that is where chaos really will ramp up. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, like what you said, the committee definitely takes a sigh of relief. Hey, things are as it should. Things are in order. But if something happens uh, in that SC championship game, then all the pieces have to be put together. Texas wins. Then Oregon beats Washington. And now we have, you know, two one-loss teams in the Pac-12. Uh, hey, man, what if Florida State goes on and keeps and keeps winning? Absolutely. Like, how do you keep a 13-0 uh, team uh, out of uh, the playoffs? So, I mean, there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. Uh, maybe the committee uh, just kind of switched it here uh, and put Washington at number four, Florida State at five, just so we're on here talking about it, giving us something to talk about. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities. The possibilities are endless. We just kind of see how it all shakes out in the end. Well, that's a great segue into second down of this round of three and out because Florida State very well could go 13-0, undefeated ACC champions. And they could be, they will be, without their starting quarterback in Jordan Travis, who was having a great year by all accounts. I believe at one point he was leading the odds board for the Heisman Trophy. So Florida State was bounced to number five in the college football playoff poll this week assumingly because they don't have their starting quarterback anymore, the aforementioned Jordan Travis. However, we must not forget, Jake, that Ohio State back in 2014 won the inaugural college football playoff. That's right. They took home the national championship with their backup quarterback. So late in the season, JT Barrett, the leader of that team, this is an Urban Meyer coached football team quarterback all-star goes down and some guy named cardell jones steps in and what does he do ho-hum goes on and takes that team to win the national championship do you think that storyline if given the opportunity meaning if florida state ends up undefeated acc champions do you think that storyline will make its way into the college football committee room on selection sunday DB pulling it out of the recent archives, man. That's a that's a good one. Uh, love it. I, I, man, I just it's going to be very very hard for me to if they play well in these next two games and they're thirteen and zero. Like, how do you keep Florida State out of it? I agree. I I totally agree. Like I, I they they've earned it. They've earned the right to be there. Um, that's why you have a, a good team. This is not just, hey, which team has the best players? Um, good team, good coaches, uh, good leadership. There's so many other things that go into it. And I, I'm excited to see them play uh, on Saturday because if they uh, play well, uh, the committee may be sitting there, ooh, we may have a little bit of trouble yeah. on our hands because I, I think this may have been a, a little easy for them or made their jobs easier 
so to speak, of having a, a good team have a, a little hiccup. Um, because, man, it's it's about to really go down with all these teams, like the top eight teams. Like, I would yes. love to see the top eight teams just have an eight-team playoff because that would make for some great football. Yeah. And I bet And if cut you, it off at eight this year because, yeah, cut, cut nah, I mean, eight. look, old Georgia's already taken on number nine Ole Miss. I mean, Missouri's pretty spunky. That's a fact. But uh, eight this year I would be eight, perfect. Eight would be perfect. And I think you could run the simulation on it a hundred times. And man, you would have a lot of different champions. Um, and I would love to see the percentages on those because I think it's anybody's this year and whoever it's not the team that 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 is the best team. It's not the best team that wins. It's going to be the team that plays best. No question. And when I'm relating back to this JT Barrett injury back in 2014 for Ohio State, it was against Michigan. I mean, it was the last game of the season. So it is extremely similar to the timing of which Florida State lost Jordan Travis to make it even more eerily similar. Ohio state had one game left the big 10 championship game. And guess what? They were ranked in the college football playoff poll heading into that big, big 10 championship game. They were ranked number five, exactly where Florida state sits. Ohio state entered the 2014 big 10 championship game as a four point underdog to number 13, Wisconsin. The Buckeyes promptly raced out to a 38-0 halftime lead and then won the game 59 to nothing, which allowed them to leapfrog Big 12 co-champions TCU and Baylor, grab the fourth spot in the playoff, and they went on to win the whole thing. So wow. would Florida State have to have such a convincing victory over Louisville, most importantly, probably? I think they could go in there, get a grimy win against Florida, uh, just get a W anyway, anyhow, and then get a statement win in the ACC championship. And then the committee would really have a hard time leaving them out. I, I totally agree with you, Jake. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, the Swamp's going to be tough to play in. I know. Golly. Just basically just, hey, go in and grind it out. Whatever yeah. it takes, uh, man, all just all hands on deck. Figure that one out, uh, and then we have to go make a statement win there in the ACC championship. You know, those are the games, too, where, like, you know they're going to ride Trey Benson, the running back. You know they're gonna if they're throwing it, they're gonna throw it to Keon Coleman. Like like Mike Norvell is gonna walk into that locker room pregame and go, guys, this is a five star game. Like we're gonna rely on our big dogs. We're not gonna put this game in Tate's hands, his first ever road start. Um, they're gonna try to put the game plan together to support him, not throw him out there on an island. So I agree with you. I just think that the similarities of that storyline are, are eerie. They, they really are really with the timing similar. with the rankings um, and with how everything is set to play out. All right, let's go to third down. And I've got something for you, Jake from it's Thanksgiving week. Um, it's, it's a great holiday. Obviously we know Thanksgiving week, clean old fashioned, hate Georgia, Georgia tech. Something happened years ago in a Georgia, Georgia tech game that a lot of people remember for a specific moment, but what they don't remember while that moment happened is that you threw a touchdown pass. You threw a nine-yard touchdown pass. Dominic Blaylock was running across the end line. You threw a great little floater at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Dom brings it down. It's a touchdown. Georgia goes up 38-7. to Uh, That happened in the right back corner of the end zone. And on the left back corner of the end zone, George Pickens was dog walking a Georgia Tech football player into the concrete wall. George ended up getting ejected from the game. I believe the Georgia Tech player got ejected from the game as well. But I just want to, first off, show you the proper love. A lot of people talk about George in that moment. Your touchdown pass has gone by the wayside. So I need to give you proper respect in that. 
Um, but then also, what was going through your mind? Uh, was that an expectation? Um, did you have a certain reaction? What were your thoughts while you were watching George Pickens take a Georgia Tech player by the face mask and throw him crown first into a concrete wall? I, I love my guy, George, man. And what makes George George is you just never know, yeah. one, what's going to come out of George's mouth, or two, <laughs> what George is going to do. Um, and, yes, it's a rivalry week, uh, and we got a lot of hate for each other there at Georgia Tech. Um, but, uh, man, that DB there just got the best of George, got under his skin a little bit. And I'm sitting there thinking, no way this is happening right now. Because immediately my mind went to next week, knowing yes. that if he throws a punch and he gets ejected, he is out for the first half of next game. Like Against LSU. Against LSU. Like, hey, look, that is borderline the best one of the one of the best college football teams ever assimilated. Yeah. Like, and we needed any all the help we could get, right? And man, my, my guy George is out uh, for the first half of that game, and just just why, 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 why? But love George, man. He's the man. Can make all kind of crazy and spectacular plays. But uh, would have loved to have him uh, there in the first half of that LSU game because you just never know. Never yeah. know. Maybe, maybe maybe he makes a play. Maybe he dunks on somebody. Maybe he mosses somebody. You never know. Maybe he just throws a punch on the first drive of that game and <laughs> it gets sets ejected the tone that, game. In that game. It sets the tone. We don't we don't know, but uh we just never had that chance. So that's my guy George. So when you see that happen, uh like do you under did you did you know what happened in the moment? Uh, were they replaying it on the big screen? Um, did you see it and you're like, okay, well, we don't have George anymore? Like, like I I guess. Did you know what was going on while Gant was kind of escorting George off the field? It's funny. I was I went back and I watched the ESPN replay, uh, and they show your touchdown. They're like, great pass by Jake Fromm, scans the field, nice touch, Don Blaylock, two feet in the back of the end zone. They're like, but let's look at what happened on this play. And they go over to George, and you see the tech player 100% instigated this oh, yeah. specific fight. George just decided to finish it. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I, I was told at a, at a uh, early age, hey, don't don't be starting no fights. But uh, if if someone does, you better be able to finish it. And um, yeah, maybe maybe George was uh, listening to that, maybe a little a little too much uh, <laughs> there on that one. But man, just you you pan over, you you see basically what's going on. You know what's going on, and. Man, when, that's it. when you when you see that swing, you're like, dang, that's it. He's done. <laughs> yeah. He's done. That's it. That's all it takes is that yeah. one swing. You know, you show a lot of restraint during Thanksgiving week. Sometimes um, it percolates, and you just got to let it out. And George certainly chose to do that against the enemy. So Liam, Hammy, I'm sure we'll cut that one up. There'll be a clip of this reaction on social media for sure. Happy Thanksgiving to all Georgia Tech fans. From George Pickens. I also have to give a big shout out to Perry McIntyre, photographer, longtime family friend of the Butler family. Perry McIntyre is the photographer who George Pickens threw the Georgia Tech player through. So when you're watching this clip, you see Perry there looking through his camera, and all of a sudden this Tech player just comes screaming past him, like grazes his cheek. Perry doesn't go into the wall, but he kind of catches himself. So Perry McIntyre showing some athleticism on that play. That was back in 2019. So 
had to go back into the history books for that one. All right, let's go inside the five. We're going to break down some of the biggest rivalry games of rivalry week. But before we do that, I got to remind you, download the prize picks app. Look, I'm just telling you right now, I've been doing this for a while, okay? I'm a family man. I have three kids. I love Thanksgiving. I love being around my family. I love the camaraderie. I love the food. I love the discussion. Sometimes you just got to get away. Sometimes you just got to check out, right? Sneak down into the basement, maybe go outside on the patio. If there is a TV out there, pull up that prize picks app. Cook something up, not in the kitchen, and make Thanksgiving a profitable one. There's so much going on. Any channel you go to, there's probably going to be sports on. Get into your prize picks app, pick two to six players. Predict that they will go more or less than their prize pick stat projection, and you can win up to 25x your money. That way you have something interesting to talk about with your family and friends during Thanksgiving. Again, Christian McCaffrey, free square. Total of one yard, are you kidding me? Put that in your entry and then build around that. Use the promo code PUNT, deposit $100. They will give you a free $100. Do not tell me Price Picks is not looking out for you. Do not tell me Price Picks is not making your holiday a better one. Download the app right now and use the promo code PUNT. I will be putting out my plays on social media this weekend. I will be putting out plays on Thursday as well. The DB3 piece very well may come at about 11 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. Just, just warning everybody out there. I will let you know. And then I'll be right back on Saturday. And I might be there on Friday too. We never know. But I will be. I definitely will be. Prize picks, the best. All right. Um, before we go through our five, I'm just going to run through this list of like storied rivalries. It's awesome. First off, the Egg Bowl is Thanksgiving night. That's Ole Miss at Mississippi State, Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Governor's Cup. Do you know which one the Governor's Cup is? If you just asked me the Governor's Cup, I probably couldn't tell you. Where is the Governor's Cup? What state? The Governor's Cup? Yeah, you're not going to get it. It's in the southeast. It's Arkansas. That. No, close. Kentucky at Louisville is the Governor's Cup. That's Saturday at noon. Texas A&M at LSU, a game that you and I both love, doesn't have a name. That's Saturday at noon. The Iron Bowl, right? Wisconsin at Minnesota. I think that's for Paul Bunyan's axe. That's one of the longest-running rivalries in all of college football. The Territorial Cup, Arizona at Arizona State. The Commonwealth Cup, Virginia Tech at Virginia. The Apple Cup, Washington State at Washington. Clean old-fashioned hate. The Palmetto Bowl, Clemson at South Carolina. North Carolina at North Carolina State. The game is obviously Ohio State at Michigan. Civil War is Oregon State at Oregon. And that's where we will start inside the five. It's the Civil War, Jake. This game is Friday night, 8.30 p.m. on Fox. Oregon State at Oregon. Oregon's a 13.5-point favorite at home. The total is 62.5 points. And what's crazy is that this is the last time these two teams will meet for a very, very Long time. The Pac-12 is no more after this season. Oregon heads to the Big Ten. Kind of a shame that this rivalry is ending. And I'll just say right now, give me the points with Oregon State. I mean, the emotion that has to go into this game. Oregon State, one of two teams left standing in the Pac-12. Are you kidding me, Jake Fromm? You're telling me that they can't show up, that they can't put something together. This is not a bad football team. To keep it within two touchdowns, I know Oregon's good. You don't you don't think Oregon's looking forward to next week to go play Washington again in the Pac-12 championship game? This game will be close. Mm. 
Give me Oregon State plus 13 and a half points right now. I want it right now. Mm, I, I love the angle you're coming with because it's a rivalry week, right? It's it's emotion. This is about gut. This is about heart. Yes. You know what? But I'm thinking with my brain. Oh, oh. I'm thinking with logic. Okay. And logic tells me and my eyes tell me that Oregon is the hottest team in college football. Yeah. And they they're going to try to do whatever it takes to get themselves in to that fourth spot in the college football playoff. And if it means a beat down of all beat downs, beat down of all beat downs in week 13. Wow. Move on into championship weekend and take care of business against Washington. But they know they're just a freight train. Dude, I do. I I I think they are firing on all cylinders, man. I think their defense is really, really good. And Bo Nix is a good football player right now. And they are playing really good. They are throwing the ball around, making some big plays. And they're a hot, hot football team. You know, to your point that you mentioned this on Monday's episode of Punt and Pass, how LSU is kind of calling their offense right now just to boost Jaden Daniels' stats and then get a Heisman winner. Bo Nix has two great opportunities to put himself way out, not way out in front, but in front of Jaden Daniels. Oh, yeah. He has a top 25 opponent this weekend against Oregon State, and then he'll have a top five opponent next week in the Pac-12 championship game. So Bo Nix has a great opportunity. You better believe that coaching staff knows that as well. So you're going with your gut. You're saying my gut tells me Oregon is the play. Um, my favorite quote about going with your gut, former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Bruce Arians, he was asked in a press conference while I was on the team, you know, by a reporter, such and such. Do you ever just go with your gut on a play call during a game? And Bruce Arians looked at the reporter and said, go with my gut. Hell no. My gut's been lying to my ass for 50 years. And I go, I like that. You know, sometimes you go with your gut and it's just not the right call. So hopefully your gut is the right call for you. I just think, look, this atmosphere is going to be amazing. Friday night primetime in Austin Stadium, the last time these two teams meet, literally until we don't know when. Wow. So give me Oregon State plus 13 and a half. All right. Saturday, it's the game, noon Eastern, number two Ohio State at number three Michigan on Fox. Michigan down to a three-point favorite. The total here is 46 and a half points. I got some great stats here. If you'd like me to start with stats, um, would you like to give me your just general thoughts on this game? I feel like you're leaning towards Ohio State. Oh, absolutely not. I okay, think good. I'm I'm all in on the, hey, man, the Michigan team yeah. is just bonding together right now. Michigan Free versus Harbaugh, everybody. Michigan versus everybody. I'm just – I'm in on it. I'm buying it. I don't know why, but I'm buying it. I'm not sold on Ohio State's quarterback yet. There is power in the word yet, um, but I don't think there will be power in the word yet for this game. Uh, I think J.J. McCarthy is a vet uh, playing in a system he's very comfortable with. Uh, obviously, both these teams have been in big-time football games, so that's uh, the same – uh, but I just think Michigan's played with a lot of confidence, caked walk these dudes last year, and I just think they're ready to do it again. Yeah, look, I, uh, I'm i in agreement with you. First off, I do want to say one thing about Ohio State. Um, you and I mentioned on Monday's podcast about 
Coach Richt and Kirby Smart being successive head coaches at the same university who are or will be in the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, avid listener of the podcast, Jacob Hawk, chimed in on Twitter and said, you guys forgot about Coach Donnan, who's also in the College Football Hall of Fame. So Georgia's had three successive coaches, head football coaches, who are or will be in the College Football Hall of Fame. So I've been thinking, what other school could claim that? And one of them is Ohio State. And they had five in a row. Five. Wes Fesler, who I don't even know who that is, 1947 to 1950. Then Woody Hayes. Everybody knows who Woody Hayes is. Then Earl Bruce. Then John Cooper. And then Jim Tressel. So, and look, Luke Fickle was the interim then after Tressel went out. And then Urban Meyer stepped in, who will be in the College of Ohio. So that's a hell of a run of head coaches for Ohio State. I do just want to say that. Thank you, Jacob Hawk for chiming in and, and helping us out with that statistic as well. Jake loves Michigan. He's buying into the Michigan versus everybody, Michigan versus the world. Harbaugh has galvanized that team. Get up, get ready for these statistics. Michigan's favored over Ohio State for the first time in five years. Ohio State has been favored over Big Ten teams in 43 straight games. That's since 2018. Michigan's won the last two games in this series. They will be without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. And it's the first time the last two years, the first time Ohio State has lost two straight to Michigan since 1999 and 2000. However, there have been three outright upsets in the last four meetings of the game, and the underdog is 6-1 and one against the spread in the last seven matchups. So that would bode well for Ohio State covering, which means Michigan could win by less than a field goal. Michigan's defense is stout, man. I don't think Kyle McCord is that elite of a quarterback in comparison to the Ohio State quarterbacks of years past. Michigan's defense only allowing nine points per game. How will Marvin Harrison Jr. and that Buckeyes offense produce? I don't know. I've got questions. I think Ryan Day is officially on the hot seat. If he loses this game for the third year in a row to Michigan with their interim head coach, it could be mass chaos in Columbus. I'll lay three points with Michigan as well. I, I don't know. I just, I have that same feeling you do, Jake. It's like, they're going to play bully ball. They're going to be physical as hell on the line, the trenches. And I, I just think that's the difference. So there you go. You and I are on the same side. You know, last year with the, uh, with CJ Shroud, you know, they were, they're throwing it around and, and doing, uh, there was just a different offense uh, on offense. Right. Uh, I know that 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 didn't sound uh, the best, but <laughs> but uh, like we know now, yeah. Ohio State now this year, they're trying to play this bully ball that Michigan plays, but Michigan's just going to play bully ball. Yeah, you can't out Michigan, Michigan. Like my like my comparison here is when Georgia and Michigan played each other down in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium, right. and we just we both agreed that. Georgia was going to out Georgia, Michigan, right? Yeah. It, Mich Michigan couldn't keep up with what Georgia wanted to do and play that same similar style game. I think this is a, a very similar situation here. Uh, looking for comps for games. That's what I got for you. Michigan over. Ohio yeah, State. I, I totally agree with that. All right, let's go to 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. Right on CBS. Number eight, Alabama. Heads to the Plains to take on Auburn. It's the Iron Bowl. Alabama's a 14-and-a-half point favorite. The total is 48-and-a-half points. 
And if this game couldn't get more Iron Bowl than an Iron Bowl could possibly get, Auburn was a 24-point favorite a week ago at home to Mexico State, and they lost by 21 points. So that would tell me that Auburn probably plays the game of the century against Alabama this weekend and somehow, someway keeps it close. I don't know if I'm spunky enough to take 14 and a half points with Auburn. Um, I've seen crazier things happen. My biggest question is, well, I have two questions. One, how does Auburn's offense create something to keep pace with Alabama? And on the flip side, how does Auburn's defense slow down Jalen Milrow, who has been on an absolute tear as of late? And Jake, you have some family ties in this game. Yeah, uh, man, would love nothing more uh, for my brother to go out there, have a awesome game, ball out, and for the Tigers to find a way to scratch this one out. That's what my heart tells me. Quite frankly, <laughs> my brain says another thing. I, you know, you talk about the spread being 14 points. I'm thinking, how how does Auburn even score 14 yeah. points? Yeah. Um, I just I think it's going to be tough. And I I think Alabama's also a very hot football team right now. And they know where their their backs are up against the wall. They they know the situation that they're in. And if they want a chance to have a chance to get into the college football playoff, they have to win this game handedly, and they have to beat the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs the week after. So that's where their mindset's at. Take care of business this week, and I think they're going to do just that. Yeah, look, I don't know. Something's telling me. Mm. Something is telling me take 14 and a half points. Something is telling me Alabama just just has a weird game. Of course they're going to win the game. Like, like I'm not telling you Auburn's going to beat Alabama this weekend. But there's a little birdie. It's I don't know if it's on my shoulder or if it's just kind of flying around me. It's just saying Auburn 14 and a half. Auburn 14 and a half. Like what Auburn did last weekend. Think about this. They were favored by 24 points. They lost by 21. That is 45 point differential. Okay. That that's almost impossible. Almost impossible. They proved it to be possible by actually making it happen. What else is almost impossible? Them keeping this game close this weekend. And I think it happens somehow, some way. Could be the dumbest bet of all time. It could be the dumbest analysis of all time. I have said dumber, so my feelings won't get hurt. But give me Auburn plus 14 and a half. They might not score 14 points. Give me Auburn plus 14 and a half. I, I have no other reason why other than Alabama might be looking ahead. Jalen Milrow might not score six touchdowns. Auburn might find a way to produce some offense. I don't know, Jake. That's all I got for you. It's a holiday week. Crazy things happen. It's the Iron Bowl. Like and, and the total's 48 and a half. The spread is 14 and a half. So just by basic math, they're telling you Alabama's going to score in the mid-30s? I, I don't know. I, I, again. Confusing. It's all just, it's, it's, it, this is just a very confusing game to me. Are, do you want to talk me through this or are you just saying, let Drew be Drew? I think I'm just going to have to let you do your thing, man. Okay. I, I, it, this, this, uh, reverse psychology, reverse logic. Hey, sometimes it just works, right? Yeah. And sometimes you, you it just does just work. You just don't question it. And hey, we, we may get on here next week and just be the biggest I told you so. And, 
I'm going to want to know your your algorithm that you did yeah. in your head, and you're yeah. going to have no answers for me. It's just it was one of those things. You just it's listen to your birdie. gut. It's the little birdie, you know? So that's it. I'll take Auburn plus 14 and a half. All right, let's go to the Sunshine Showdown. Number five, Florida State at Florida. It's the backup bowl. That's exactly what we're calling it. Tate Rodemaker yeah. against Max Brown. 7 p.m. on ESPN. What was an extremely predictable game has turned out to be anything but that. Florida State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. The total is 50-and-a-half. Florida State fighting to remain undefeated, fighting to keep their college football playoff hopes alive. Florida fighting for bowl eligibility. These two teams could not have had opposite, more opposite seasons. Look, the swamp at night, this atmosphere is going to be raucous. Tate Rodemaker in his first-ever road start – I don't know. I feel like I'm leaning towards that prime time home underdog. I think Florida could win this game. I think Florida can too, man. I, I watched I watched them play Missouri last week. Yeah. And they, they should have won that game. Um what'd you say the spread was in this game? Six and a half. Florida State, six and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking Florida in this one. I just could be close. I, it's gonna I, be gr- yeah. I think it's just gonna be a grinded out, just got through it win for Florida State. Or somehow they just shock the world and just blow Florida out. But I just don't see a whole lot of in between for some reason. Yeah, you and I are definitely simpatico on that one. Uh, you got to go with Florida plus the points here. It's at seven now. I see it at seven at Bet Online. So, like, give me a touchdown for sure. Florida is two to one on the money line. Um, so I'd be interested to see where this one ends up before kickoff. I don't know. Just a really interesting spot. You know, that's going to be a Really tough environment for Tate Rodemaker to play. Again, he's got the experience. It's not like he's never played football before. Um, but Florida, playing to get into a ball, playing to spoil Florida State's perfect season. Like, you can't write up scripts yeah. better than that. That's it. We're both on Florida plus yeah. the six and a half or seven. We'll go with seven. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. And then to wrap things up, let's go to clean old-fashioned hate. Number one, Georgia heads to the flats to take on Georgia Tech. 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Georgia is a 24-point favorite. The total is 59.5 points. Taking dogs. I mean, yeah. I, I, after watching what my eyes saw last week, uh, just the offensive football – I just I think they're they're where they want to be and when they want to be there. And this game is going to be a great tune-up game. Wow, I, I just I can't believe I just said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, I think that's just kind of what it's gonna be. And they're gonna go out, take care of business, and a lot of dudes are gonna get to play. And it's gonna be fun to play uh in Atlanta at 7 30 at night. Yeah, that will be fun. I think it'll be pretty cool. It'll be a cool atmosphere. Yeah, not really too much to handicap here. I will say, though, Georgia Tech has been playing pretty well as of late. They got a couple of ranked wins on the season. Remember that crazy W at Miami? Miami. They took care of North Carolina at home. Um, They've showed some life. Haynes King been playing much better football. Buster Faulkner, who I think you know, right? Do you know Buster? Yeah, yeah, you were there? In in passing, wasn't there when I was there, but uh, in passing, obviously heard some great things, and uh, he's had some. a lot of success there in the quarterback room at Georgia. Um, yeah. Speaks for itself. 
Yeah. So Brent Key hates Georgia. <laughs> I mean, the guy played football <laughs> at Georgia Tech. And, and I can say that doing radio in Atlanta, I've had the opportunity to interview Coach Key a number of times. Super nice guy. Hates Georgia. Super nice guy. Hates Georgia. Probably one of the main reasons he got the Georgia Tech job. Funny enough, I was on an interview with him and I was kind of digging through his Wikipedia, all the places he's been. And he was at Central Florida back in 2010 when Georgia played Central Florida in the Liberty Bowl. We lost that game 10 to 6. One of the most miserable games I've ever been a part of. Uh, oh. Georgia fans, uh, I feel in that misery with you. Well, the head coach of Central Florida at the time was George O'Leary probably the number one Georgia hater of all time, one of the most successful coaches against Georgia during his tenure at Georgia Tech. So probably a great reason why Key was there with O'Leary. Long story short, we start the interview out. We're going, we're going. I said, hey, Coach Key, I got a question for you. He goes, what's up? I said, New Year's Eve 2010, what were you doing? He kind of chuckled. He goes, I was the offensive line coach for Central Florida. We beat Georgia 10 to 6 in the Liberty Bowl. I go, absolutely. What do you remember about that game? He was like, second and eight, second quarter, you know, trap draw, Latavius Murray, 86 yards to the house. I mean, he called it off the top of his head. And uh, he was like, that was a great day. I was like, you know what? That's pretty funny. So Coach Key, great guy. I don't know if he's got the horses to run with the dogs for 60 minutes this weekend. 24 is a huge number. That is the number, 24. I said this statistic a couple of weeks ago. Kirby Smart, from like 10 and a half to 21 point spreads, he's very good. When it gets over that 21 point spread, kind of reels it in a little bit, okay? Just from an against the spread perspective. That's that big number. That's that kind of cupcake game. I'm not calling clean old-fashioned hate a cupcake game. I'm talking about the number on the spread to where you can get up big, throw some guys in late, some things happen, you end up not covering. This game's different. I was, I'm, I'm from Atlanta. I was raised in Atlanta. I hate Georgia Tech. Can't stand them. All three of my brothers-in-law, Georgia Tech grads. My, my wife's brother, he's a Georgia Tech grad. My sister's husband, he's a Georgia Tech grad. My younger sister's husband, he's a Georgia Tech grad. So I'm surrounded. Nothing makes me happier than a big dog's W on Thanksgiving weekend against Georgia Tech. Um, third down, Georgia is number one in the nation offensively on third down. They're like number three on defense on third down, which is just unbelievable. Georgia Tech, not bad on third down either, but I'll lay the points with Georgia. Lay those 24 points. Greg McElroy on the college football playoff um, ranking show this week said, he goes, quote, we got a glimpse of it against Ole Miss for a quarter. But when Georgia was healthy in Mims, Bowers, McConkey, Milton were all on the field, he said they looked unstoppable on offense. So I'll go with that. I just don't know how Georgia Tech's defense is going to be able to slow down the dogs' offense, lay the 24 on the flats. Should be an awesome weekend. Yeah, I uh, agree 100%. Hopefully Ladd gets healthy uh, yeah. this week. Uh, but if not, I think he'll be ready to go for the SC championship game. Yeah, you'd have to think that as well. It's Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. What a great episode of Punt and Pass to give thanks, to say thank you for listening to Punt and Pass and for tuning in. And thank you for downloading the Prize Picks app because they are who presented this episode to all of us today. Download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. And if you deposit $100, you get a free $100. Awesome promos going on all Thanksgiving week long, starting Thursday, free square with Christian McCaffrey. Pick two to six players. 
predict that they'll go more or less than their prize picks projection, and you can win 25x your money. I'll have my picks up on social media throughout the holiday. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake, puntandpass.com. Jake, anything on the way out, my man? No, man, I'm already just thinking about my Thanksgiving plate, so that's where yes, my mind's at. Indeed. What are you going, turkey, ham? What are your favorite sides? What are you, Dude, what are you A little bit got? of both, a little bit okay. of turkey, a little bit of ham. Love sweet potato souffle, man. Love it. That is my favorite. Uh, just love the pecans, love the crust. Like it hot, like it cold, doesn't matter to me. Um, just love like some sneaky uh, deviled eggs. Can just I'll, I'll go like five deviled eggs, like before we even start eating. Um, love some uh, dressing, obviously as well. And I love to finish it up with a nice little carrot cake, a little chocolate oh, powder dude, cake, full spread. And love it, good awesome. stuff. Can't awesome. turn it down. Well, I will be making sure that you are enjoying that food on Thanksgiving weekend. Commanders at Cowboys, 4.30 p.m. Thursday. I will be working myself into a food coma right around that point, cheering on those Washington Commanders. Everybody have an awesome Thanksgiving weekend. Appreciate you tuning in, and we will talk to you on Monday. See ya. We up. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacey Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.